Yo, what's good, y'all? This is St. Joe, soundsofgear.com, back with another episode of Learn Your Gear. Got some of my uh, familiar compadres with me, as well as some special guests, still all squad. Y'all know how it is. So I'm going to do a quick introduction first. And as customary, Stoney is here, so we're going to let Stoney introduce herself first. Oh, thank you for having me. Um, music producer, my name is Stoney, and um, technology expert and um, mentor pair of mine as well. And uh, yeah, he had to answer some questions. That's what's up. That's what's up. Then we got TDS, the Daydream Sound. Quick introduction, brother. What's going on, everyone? TDS, happy to be around. Thanks for having me. As always. And then, of course, you guys know Sean Devine. Here once again, Sean, quick intro from you for those who don't know you or maybe watching yeah, for the first yeah. time. What's up, everybody? Good to be here. I'm Sean Devine. I'm a music producer, mix engineer, and sound designer. That's what's up. And then I got some special guests on this episode, but they're still squad, close friends as well. Um, we'll start with D. Steel. Introduction from D. Steel. Hey, uh, my name is D. Steel, uh, sound designer at MSX Audio, uh, producer at Humble Beast and artist on Mellow Orange and all around dog connoisseur. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. And we got my man, M. Simp. What up, Simp? Introduction. Hey, I'm M. Simp, uh, sound designer and producer, also with MSX Audio. That's what's up. And then last but not least, Flux. Anybody that knows me knows I've been stomping around the internet with Flux for many, many, many years. But still, Flux, please introduce yourself to those who I may am, not know you yet. I am um, <laughs> Flux of FluxWithIt.com, shop.fluxwithit. Uh, I'm a sound designer and producer and music technologist, futurist. And uh, yeah, basically, I, I help people make gear so that it doesn't suck. There, there you go. That's what's up. And those that are watching the channel, I'm sure you know me, St. Joe, soundsandgear.com, amongst many other things all around, just audio fanatic, instructor, consultant, all that type of stuff. So um, today's topic is specifically, we're talking about creating your own drum sounds. And as you can imagine, that's why I have some of these uh, special guests on here because they are all known for creating drum sounds. So um, I just want everybody to kind of share some some tips or some things that people can use when they want to get into creating their own their own sounds or maybe their own percussions, hits, and things like that. And I'm going to start this one with, I'm going to go ahead and let, um, let's let Sean start this one. Cool. Cool. So I can just speak on a little bit of my process you know, my goal is to try to bring something new to the table. So I'm always trying to find interesting source material. Mm -hmm. So I've got like a, um, I got a little mic that I take with me for my cell phone, a little XY mic. I got a field mic. I take this in the car, like anywhere I possibly can. Yeah. And just, you know, I'm listening. I'm always listening, trying to figure out if there's something that I could take that's going to be interesting in the context of a drum sample, a percussion loop, something I can use in a production. Uh, so I'll just kind of build up a lot of content with that. And yeah. then we go into the computer and we start, you know, really processing things, mixing things, doing all kinds of crazy effects. Right. And we may do some synthesis as well, you know, using different software, whatever, gotcha. to build some layers. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's really just about, again, getting new source material, 
and trying to create something that uh, you know people haven't haven't heard yet or haven't experienced yeah. in the same way that they they might once you get the drum ready. Yeah, no doubt. Now, when you're when you're capturing these sounds, are you doing it specifically for drum sounds, or are you just capturing source material that you may not even know what it's going to be? Are, are you just capturing anything that sounds interesting? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I mean, good example, like in the summer in North Carolina, I mean, we get cicadas, like crazy, crazy cicadas out. And so I'll just go out there and just record them. And that may be something that's used for an intro for a production or something like that. But you just never know. I try to yeah. record everything because you might take a little snippet out of something that ends up being something percussive. And even, you yeah. know, the cicadas might end up having some kind of percussive sort of feel to it, you know? Right. Um, so you just got to always be listening and you always got to be prepared, you know, and yeah. when you record on these source or excuse me, when you record on these, you know, handy recorders and things, it's not like it's just going to be ready to go immediately. Yeah. But at least you've got it down and you can just you know, process it and go crazy with it. Have fun with it and right. turn it into something that's usable. Right. And uh, uh, one of the dope things that I think you you shared that I want people to pick up on is the fact that you said you had an XY mic for your phone. Because some people yeah. may feel like, well, I don't have a field recorder. I can't go out and capture stuff. And it's like, well, if you have your phone, you know, you can get a little affordable yeah. microphone, attach it, and it yeah. becomes your field recorder. Absolutely. And, I mean, they're super affordable. And the quality these days, I mean, I've been yeah. amazed. This thing can actually pick up. It's comparable to what you know a field recorder will do at least once you start processing it you can make it work you know hey, sean right. um are you using any specific apps for them because i know there's a lot of different apps for specifically for field recording with an iphone mm -hmm. this one it's a road uh, ixy and it just comes with like a standard recording software mm -hmm. so i just get it into there and then i'll you know load it into logic or whatever and process it and do whatever i need to do because yeah, i know um i think it was uh shoot what's that company what stars the company stars with ik multimedia ik multimedia yeah so um they just released a new app for <laughs> well i have a few different apps that i use for it and some of them will actually let you set the sample rate and everything yeah. so i mean you can actually get like 96k recordings on an iphone which is <laughs> that's that's crazy yep. like, yeah. you always have that with you you know right mm -hmm. definitely no doubt that's dope that's dope uh stony you know again i always bring it up but i i get to hear i'm privileged to hear a lot of your music and i know drums are a huge part of what you do um what are some ways that you approach making drum sounds your own or coming up with new sounds for your tracks um, maybe, you know, layering or any, anything? Um, wow. I mean, I guess I never thought about it, you know, right. but, um, I don't, I don't do, um, field recording or anything yeah. like that. Um, but I, I, I believe in, I believe in breaking up the sound, if that yeah. makes any sense. Like, um, taking a sound and just, you know, making it do what it wouldn't normally do. Mm -hmm. um my approach when i'm making drum sounds or any sounds is i don't know i just take a sound and put effects on it and stack it and i mean i i do various things resampling gotcha whatever i'm in the mood to do um advice that i would give somebody who wants to create their own sounds um i'm mainly in a box all the mm -hmm. time and i'm portable all the time so um 
so my advice to someone would be to like you know start getting into synthesis you know what gotcha. i mean like you know um open up massive and create a kick out of the synth you know what i'm saying create a yeah. snare out of that synth and then resample it and start just start making sounds even when they don't sound good until they yeah. sound good just play with these tools like we have all these plugins we have all these different platforms and i think um we just grab these kits and just use them the way that they're given to us but um for me i'll take something and i'll just twist it around i'll take my voice and make a a kick or snare out of my voice using lfos using filters using you know different synthesizers and um yeah, I think, you know, people have to just go in and start studying synthesis and understanding what where the sound comes from. Start yeah. learning these sine waves and, you know, and the tones and frequencies and things like that. Yeah. Dope, dope. No, dope. Experiment, experiment. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, just play with these toys, you know. Yeah. I mean, I don't have one way I do anything. I, I just turn on stuff and just play with it. But I do have an understanding of synthesis and... I understand mixing and I understand what these tools are meant to do. But yeah. sometimes break break it up, do something completely different. And you're oh. mobile like ninety percent of your time, aren't you? Like, yeah, like, absolutely. I always see you um in cafes and whatnot. Like you're not scared to bring your gear out and get inspired out in the world. Um I, yeah. I was just wondering, do you ever incorporate any of those like the sounds from outside into no the never never just keep it all straight in the box yeah i mean i think i think what happens when i'm not home i'm i'm just i'm breathing different air i have people talking to me i'm vibing i'm a, i have a different energy going on so i hear things differently when i feel differently you mm-hmm. know um so and then being in different cafes the vibe is different so and honestly that's when i create all my sounds i don't make beats while i'm in the cafe but mm, I can sit okay. there and kind of organize my sounds and sit there and shape sounds. And I have pretty good headphones, you know, and um, I mean, I just, I, I've never done any field recording or anything like that, you know, but yeah. I just use what I have. Okay. I start with raw sounds too. I start with a sine wave and I just yeah. keep building and until I hear what I want. It That's depends on the kind of music I'm doing. I mean, again, it depends on my mood, but I never use the sounds in the cafe or anything like that. Right, right. That's what's up. Still, you know, as you know, Stoney mentioned, just taking the sounds as they're given to us, and you know, you're part of the crew that gives us good sounds that sometimes we may feel like don't need any work. So, what are some what are some uh, what are some tips or some ways that you kind of approach? And I know you're all over the place, man. So, um, but what are some ways that you can kind of, if somebody was like, yo, still, I want to get into, I want to get into, you know, making my own sounds. What are some, some tips or some things you might tell somebody to to kind of try out? Well, the first thing I always tell people is like, have, have a vision for what you want to make. Like, mm-hmm. you know, cause sometimes the whole spontaneous thing is cool. Cause like, just like Sean, I walk around with a zoom recorder mm-hmm. and you know, the OP one, these are two things that I capture a lot of audio with. Dope. And I always go into situations kind of thinking, well, man, these are the kind of sounds I want to make today. I want to make stuff that sounds super aggressive, mm-hmm. stuff that sounds saturated, mm-hmm. stuff that just makes people want to have that meat face. Yeah. And then I'll, I'll go into that knowing 
well, those are the kind of sounds I make. What are the tools that are going to make people feel that way? Because mm. drums is something that, because drums are the foundation of a song, the drums determine the texture of all the other instruments. Yeah. So like, for instance, if your drums are saturated and, and full of low end, that means the other sounds that you pick are, shouldn't have those same frequencies. And, you know, they should have yeah. other things going on that kind of make it work together with the song. So I kind of go, I approach making drum sounds that way. Like I'm a huge fan of saturation and distortion. Gotcha. Because I feel like sometimes those do better jobs of EQ than EQ. Um, you know, a lot of times I use exciters and saturators versus EQ just because I know that if I clip it a little bit, it'll mm -hmm. bring up the high mid mm -hmm. in the sound. And that's all I need. I don't need to EQ it because that's the sound that I want right there. <laughs> so you um, can get some compression that way too. Exactly. I'm also, uh, when it comes to pr production, uh, I'm, a, I'm one of these dudes that I believe that when you're browsing for a sound, while when you hear that sound that you like, you shouldn't really change it much when mm -hmm. you implement it into your production. I hear dudes that like, oh, that sound is dope. Then they throw it into their song and they start EQing the mess out of it and compressing it like crazy. And I'm yeah. like, yo, but you were attracted to the sound the way that it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, why are you changing it so much yeah. to fit? In? So I build my tracks around the drums that I pick versus <laughs> building, putting my drums into a track. Gotcha. I think that can see people a lot of time because you see you see a lot of producers that are like, you know, and, and I, I've been victim to this too. I mean, but you see producers where they just go crazy for like days looking for the right right kick and snare or something for a track. And I'm like, man, like you could have saved yourself yourself so much hassle, you know? Yeah. yeah. Another another one more tip that I would tell people is mm -hmm. uh tune your drums. Mm. Uh, when drums are in harmony with your song, they actually stick out more. Gotcha. Like if your song is in A, but your 808 is in G, it's not mm -hmm. going to make sense because it's not in the harmonic content of the song. So it's not going to hit as hard. But I, if you tune your kick to A, you better believe that it's going to fit cohesively with your song. Nice. And, was, and the same Very goes dope. for snare drums, toms. Like and a lot of people let them ride out more that way too, you know, because it yeah. won't clash, you know. And they become part of the fabric of the song versus just being something cool. Yeah. So that's uh, that's just a small tip. I can go for days because I just yeah, no, dope, 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 yeah. man, dope, dope. Flux, what you got for us, man? I don't you to um you a mad well, scientist over there, man. So I, 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 I go <laughs> very much down the path of what Sean was talking about. Like I love the idea of exploring sound. Period. Yeah. Like I just love. I keep just like him I, I have a zoom you know recorder that i keep in my truck at all times i always have it with me um then again you also have your phone but i'm a fan of of utilizing like the sounds that are around us at all times so i love recording um like metal and concrete like uh not typical drum sounds i mean mm -hmm. typical drum sounds are are excellent for what they do but you know, at the end of the day, it's all about air pressure moving. 
So I I love, you know, interesting vibes and things. I'll do layering in interesting ways as long as you keep the phase right. And as long as you keep, you know, the frequencies from, from clashing too much, you can do some really cool stuff with super inexpensive gear. Um, Mm -hmm. I, I like to use this thing a lot. This is a really cheap um, voice memo recorder. And I'll do silly stuff like I'll I'll come up with a cool sound and then I'll play it out through my monitors or through a guitar amp or something and then I'll record it through this and then I'll take it back into the doll and I'll layer it on top of the original sound and just kind of yep. like add it in and you get these cool crunchy sounds and it's you know it's it's PCM so it's like it's really gritty yeah. and um just yeah I love found sounds like I love yeah. layering non-traditional drum sounds with more traditional drum sounds when you put the two together you can come up with some really really cool stuff yeah now i know i know just from talking to you over the years man phasing and 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 you know when you're laying drums is is something that you always touch on for those watching who may not understand what that means um kind of explain some ways that you can so you can detect that a a really easy way to to um screw up a drum sound and and make it just terrible is i'll see a lot of guys that get into um pad stacking mm-hmm. on something like an mpc or a machine or something and what they'll do is they'll just take two kicks and not really understand what's going on and just throw them on top of each other and <laughs> they're like okay this is going to be good right and they're not really paying attention to it but what can happen is is if you have Let's say, for instance, you have an 808 kick and then you have an acoustic kick that's pretty, pretty deep and bassy. And mm-hmm. when they hit, if the if the phase is, is out, right, like let's say it's 180 degrees. Let's picture the phase as a sine wave, right? Yeah. When the kick of the 808 starts, let's say you're going positive. You're going up, right? And let's say your sample for your acoustic drum is going <clears throat> negative you can actually cancel each other out. So your mm-hmm. speaker, the positive is your speaker moving out and the negative is your speaker moving back in. And that's how yeah. it's pushing airflow. And like I said, it's all about, we're all about moving air to our ears. Yeah. That's how we hear it. So if you have the phases canceling each other out, instead of the speaker getting that full throw and really pushing out a lot of boom and air, it, it might just wiggle just a little bit and that's, gotcha. that's all you're going to get. And that's, you know, that's basically what phase So is. how would, how would somebody, how would somebody fix that? Cause that's something you could see in your sample editor, right? Like you so can go in and look at your waveforms. Phase. Um, you get a lot of dolls and a lot of sample programs will actually let you just completely phase invert. So if you, if you're just toying with it, you can hit it one way. And if you're like, man, it doesn't feel like it has as much power as I thought it would flip the phase of one of the samples and oh. see how that sounds first. That's like mm-hmm. your first call. Yeah. Because a lot of times, uh, for instance, if you're if you're miking things up, and let's say if you're trying to get into miking a drum kit or doing sound design, you might use two mics, and if one mic is farther away than the other mic, that can send the incoming signals out of phase, right? Yeah. yeah. So sometimes you'll you'll have a phase invert button right on your interface, or you may need to adjust your mic placement a bit as well. Gotcha. Yeah. So, can I just? Uh, can I piggyback off of that, Ken? Sure. For uh, for this discussion and, and just what I think, you know, people who are looking to create their own drum sounds, I think a great start would be to start miking a drum kit. 
Like that <laughs> will help you tremendously understand exactly what Ken is talking about, phase issues, and, you know, just getting a, a feel for how to engineer the drum kit and the drum sounds, it will really inform the, uh, the sound design process, I think. And I would like to piggyback off of what Sean just said. I mean, that's how we, well, I don't know about you guys, but that's how I first started engineering. Like, the first thing I learned how to do is mic a drum set and understanding so, what microphones are, what a condenser microphone is, what's a dynamic microphone, what microphones sound like. You know, micing a drum set is absolutely the best thing you could possibly do. And then understanding the difference in how to record the sounds as well. Like how are you recording it? You, whether you're recording to tape or recording to digital, learning the recording process actually helps also. Oh, oh, no doubt. Uh, my man, Daydream, man. Now I know, I know you're into found sounds and things as well. But um, yeah. what's what's kind of your take on creating, um, just creating drum sounds and some of the, some of the techniques or the the way you kind of approach it? Yeah. Um, I, I started with records. That yeah. was probably the first thing. Well, tape and then records, but now and then. Zoom recorders are my thing. Yeah. Because I, I do, I like to record social interaction. So anytime there's a crowd of people talking, I'll just have a mic up. But sometimes you don't get what you want because either two things happen. You either attract people just wanting to talk to you or people kind of <laughs> stop doing what they would naturally do. Yeah. Which is cool, but I, I kind of don't get what I want all the time. So I just, now I just do the phone thing, man. Like I don't care what it comes like you're you can't put a dead cat on a regular cell phone. I just use a regular phone, the regular mic record. And if I'm sitting down, I'll just hit record Yeah. for like 20 minutes. And then I'll go home and just scan through what I want. And anything percussive, I'll just chop it, you know? Oh. Personally, I don't, I've been using the same probably 20 drum sounds for 15 or 20 years. But yeah. if I'm looking for anything percussive, that's kind of how I'll do it now. And yeah. then from there, I'll take it to the sampler. But I get more candid things when I just when people don't know you're recording them yeah yeah so that that's that's pretty much it for me yeah, yeah. I, I bet you get some real candid things yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I mean just, it, it's pretty, it's just talk just talk y'all just keep talking <laughs> my, my, my phone has you know all the iPhones have a, a voice memo recorder I'm yeah. constantly doing that because yeah, that's, what I, that's all I do, man. Man, you never know when just like random conversation might end up sounding like I love using like weird voice samples in, in productions, but just like weird conversations or weird noises will happen. And yeah. then you go back and listen to it and you're just like, what? Like, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's Especially when up. you're around crazy people. If you're ever talking to somebody, oh, you're all the time. out of their mind. So there's a lot of that in Toronto. So, yeah, <laughs> you get that all the time. Simp, Simp, what you got for us, man? Uh, you know, as as another one of my favorite sound designers, um, what you got to throw into the pot, man? Man, <clears throat> I, I don't know. I, I kind of agree with everybody. I use a little bit of all of those techniques, if you will. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really big on kind of what Sean was saying is that like, you're always just trying to create something new. Mm. So like, when you're always trying to create something new, I think you always have to be experimental, you know, yeah. um, you know, recording stuff on your phone is great. <laughs> sometimes like, I'm still will tell you, I care less about quality sometimes if we can get something in the moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. 
mix all the time. Yeah, I hate the term like, oh, we'll fix it in the mix. But you know, <laughs> like, yo, if I can get something that sounds dope that's not clipping, like I can touch it up later. Yeah, yeah it's all about the vibe. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and to me, that's kind of how I look at music. Like, I, I want something kind of like what Steel was saying. I want it to make you feel a certain way. I'm trying to convey this type of feeling when you hear these sounds or whatever. So for me, that says I need to capture something in that moment. Yeah. I mean, for it to, to remain authentic. So, I mean, heck, I got an OP1, like, that thing is great. You yeah. know, we're out at, you know, the park or something. Like, I'll take that with us. Just hit record and see what happens. You know, yeah. your iPhone is pretty much always on you. So, like, the Notes app, same with Ken, like, the Notes app, you know, the, the voice memo or whatever, like, it's always available. Yeah. So, you know, if you hear something dope, or, like, even if you just hear something in your head, and you're like, yo, I need to, I need to capture that. I'm going to get to that later on, later on tonight. Yeah. Like, just pull it out, you know what I mean, and get it going. So, I, I try not to be, like, <clears throat> such an audio snob when I'm yeah. always in creation mode. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, no I doubt. You got to get more snobby when it comes to like finalizing content and things like that and making sure quality is there. But from a creativity standpoint, like, man, eighth inch, quarter inch, iPhone, field record, like it doesn't matter, man. Like yeah. however you can capture it in that moment, if it's, if it's striking you, like I'm, I'm with it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, no doubt. No doubt. Then, you know, from there, I think Ken brought up a great point. It's like bringing that, into more traditional sounds. Yeah. You know, being able to like layer that outside world and that inspiration with acoustic drums. Yeah. Like the possibilities then become real crazy because like now you're creating sounds that really nobody's heard before. Right. You know what I mean? I think that's key a lot of times, but it all starts with like, are you always listening? Or are you always like thinking in that direction to be able to capture something? Right. Yeah. So, just to just to tag off of that real quick, um, something that I learned real fast when I started getting into doing sound design was if you so that XY mic that he has for his phone is is a real low barrier to entry. Um, yeah. If you want to get something like uh, the Zoom recorders, the Roland recorders, whatever, like the handheld half decent recorders out there that are really, I mean, those things are cheap too now. Like you can get those mm-hmm. from like one hundred and fifty bucks on mm-hmm. up. If you just throw on a decent pair of headphones, turn that sucker on, turn the gain up a bit, and just walk around, you will be amazed at how much sound you're missing out every day. And when you put that stuff on, it's like, I mean, you're in another dimension. The sound is so Mm -hmm. impressive, you know? So Mm -hmm. I try to tell people, just take some time with a decent recorder and just walk around. Walk around your neighborhood. And yeah. your mind will be blown. You'll hear a leaf blow across the street. And you'll be like, what was that? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. I mean, That's... but even even if a person doesn't have a field recorder, right? Mm-hmm. And a person has a drum kit. They just bought a drum kit, standard kit, MSX kit. Take that kit and dissect it. Yeah. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Take those sounds. Take the waves. Take the frequencies and dissect it. Do and something. Take the kick and and alter it. We have resampling. We have, you know, different effects for a reason. Use those yeah. effects in a in a non traditional way and take those sounds and reuse them over and over again. Stony. Like a lot of like, people like like copy paste effect. Pardon? Yeah. Also share those sounds while you're at. Yeah. No, I don't do that. Use that copy paste effect. <laughs> What are you talking about? What do you mean? I, 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 I lo- you lost it. 
You know, they're talking about people who, who so-called sound designers who like to copy-paste. <laughs> oh, okay. No, no, no. I'm talking about taking the sound and actually, if you put it in a sampler, you, you actually see a wave. Right. Yeah. Take it and use it and look at what it is and change it. Change yeah. it around. I mean, like, resampling. I mean... I'm um, saying I think that's a great point because, like, pretty much everybody here probably can say that that's how they learned. Yeah, other people's material. You know, what I, mean? I don't even mean I don't even mean taking other people's material. I'm not even talking about sampling from a record. I'm talking about something simple as a snare. I could take a snare, open it up, and take a tone in within that snare and create the bass. Right, right. And create a bass with it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So yeah, what I'm saying is, we could take we could take these frequencies and manipulate them now in ways yeah. that we we couldn't do before. And well, if cats just if cats just took their time for someone who's not a field recording person or someone who doesn't hear and and have a vision, you have a drum kit sitting right in your computer. Yeah. Go inside and just play with these waves, play with these frequencies. That's the thing is that now you have like machine and the new MPCs, you know, all your reason, oh, all those things. All so this, much yeah. more with a sample than what we ever right. did back in the day. Absolutely. That Absolutely. Like the, just the envelopes alone are deeper, you know what I mean? And then, yeah. then you can get into, you know, resonant filtering and, and that sort of thing. And you can ping your envelope right. inside. Absolutely. Machine or and, and then resample it. You and then create, resample it. You can create a virtual analog 808 kick with just with no sample input, just yep. the just the machine. That's yeah. it. You know what I mean? That's it. Like, yeah. And a lot of people don't realize the power that they have just sitting right in front of them that they already have. And you just said and you just said it. You said with the machine. I mean, I have shown people things in the machine and they'll oh, I didn't know what was in there. You didn't even turn the knob. Features <laughs> are in there. Go in there and so, use those knobs. They're there for a reason. About that all the time. It's like, Flux, you bring up a great point, man. It's like the people really knew how much they had with just machine. Man, you know what I mean? Like cats would get a get a machine or, or FL Studio or, or any other doll. Bro, like, FL Studio yeah. is crazy. It's absolutely yeah. crazy what you can do in there. And like people just won't take the time to like sit with it and fully, fully learn it. Like the yeah. Mike, that's that's the that's the caveat there. It's time. Yeah. Most of us come from come from an era where we had one piece of equipment and we had to learn how to use the sampler in that piece right. of equipment. But but let's keep it real D. You know, uh, everybody here, we're all nerds. Like No, I know, but I'm saying like I'm doing, saying we had to learn like the doing, foundation in in whatever we learned. We had to learn right. like basic Right. Sound design. We had to Absolutely. learn what an envelope was. Right. What we didn't have no. Ch- we didn't have a choice. We didn't have a choice because. Yeah, <laughs> right. So, right. These right. Concepts. These concepts will never change because it's how sound. Absolutely. Is. Right. So that's why we can sit down in front of any piece of gear. Yeah. And the first thing we do is, yo, let me find the ADSR on this joint because that's how I'm going to shape my drum sound. Right. Yeah. Yo, let me find the the the, the filters that are on here. Because I know that that's going to shape my drum sound. Absolutely. We come from a place where we're familiar with all those terms. Right. Right. I think the new generation is like, yo, what sample packs are out? And they yeah. said, oh, yeah. I want these I don't even necessarily think it's, it's the new generation. It's just. I, I don't want to say the new generation. I just want to say maybe 
Some uh, people are into that stuff. Some people aren't, man. Like some, you, people, yeah, you know, it's not just the new generation. I don't ever blame it on. I don't blame it on you know younger generations. Give me the kits. On your give me. You're not. And I'm lazy. Y'all already know. Give me the kits. Give me the kits. No shame. No shame. You're looking for the kits, but a lot of people. I mean, I think they're just not aware yeah. that you can do all these things that we're talking yeah. about i mean and a lot of people come to me and it's like i don't even know where to start to create a drum sound you know exactly so, yeah, but yeah. sean but here, here it goes there's levels to this yeah. stuff right and i didn't <laughs> exactly. want to say stuff yeah. i'm trying to stay pg here right but yeah. there's levels to this and it takes time you can't just buy a machine and then like oh i'm a sound designer because i eq'd a couple of kicks and snares like it's deeper than that. Like you have to understand. Frequency. You have to. I mean, it, there's so many layers to this ish, yeah. right? Yeah. And cats feel like they could just. Yo, I'm a yeah. sound designer today, and yeah, that's so, the problem. The reason the reason why they don't know they ha- it's there is because they didn't study. Right, but I, I do think there are a lot of people like Joe. Like yeah. your your guys that love music, they want to make beats, they want to have great sounds. Right. Versus like. They work 40 plus hours a week. They have family. They have other commitments. And it's like, man, I really don't have the time to go in. Y'all would love to know about it. But like Joe said, just give me the kits. But I think for but this Joe audience. Knows, that, Joe knows what an envelope is, though. Right, right, right. <laughs> for this audience, hey, I'm just, this, I'm just lazy. For this audience, <laughs> this specific audience that's like, hey, I want to learn how to make, yeah. I want to know how to have better drum sounds. Yeah. Like, me and Steel and Slack were talking the other day, and we're like, we're going to put up a post and just ask people, what does ADSR stand for? Yeah, and just see like what kind of responses. Well, you you're gonna get you're gonna get so many sarcastic, snarky responses. But though. that's what I'm saying. But it's the same guys that are emailing us like, "Yo, man, yeah. how do you get your kicks to sound like this? How do you get your snares yeah. to sound like this?" And they don't, like, don't want to put the work in. They, and, and, see, and, here, and here's the thing: yeah. there's no magic pill. You there's guys that. actually sit there and you sample. You actually sit there. And you know what ADSR? You actually know this stuff because you put time into it. That's yeah. well. Here's and you study. The, you have to study. So it's here's a dilemma that I was running into pretty recently with some kits that I was doing. Is um, so for a while I was doing kits, and so I don't want to go too deep on a tangent as far as piracy is concerned. But part of the issue is that piracy is a really big problem in the industry. <laughs> hurts the industry in interesting ways and one of the ways that it it was kind of hurting me is that i was seeing a lot of my stuff pirated so it made me not want to have to format quite as deep because that's a big part of your time right what do you mean by pirated can can you explain people pirated like how no by stealing your sound packs and then distributing them out on torrents and so they would actually take your sounds and put it in their pack and sell it well that was happening too but yeah I have I'm, I'm talking more specifically about just packs being stolen and not paid for which oh, means okay. less profit going to the sound designers now the reason why i bring that up is because part of that means that okay well i have to become more efficient with my time or yeah. i have to dictate how these products are going to go now if you're making very large sound libraries and they're being pirated right away you're not really recouping your money in the way that you should, right? So part of that is I started thinking of, okay, well, what are some different things that I cannot skimp on quality but still deliver a product that, you know, is efficient for me and it's a win-win for everybody, right? Mm -hmm. So I started debating on like skimping packs down and that sort of thing. Well, one of the original things that I used to do in like machine packs is I would go really deep into 
um, you know, setting up envelopes and effects chains on each sound and that sort of thing. And I was like, well, you know what? I just want to put them in the kits and then I want to give them to the people so that they can use it and they can decide what they want to add to the sound. Problem is, I forgot that a lot of people don't know what the hell to add to the sound. <laughs> and that's where it just comes in, is it's like you can have all the drum packs in the world, but if you don't understand how to use them, yeah. that's a really big problem. You know? But how about this, Ken? I don't think there's any one way to use anything. They can use it however way they want. They can load yes, it up yes, and just they're, they're use it as is. How about this? allow you to get the most out of something. It yeah. depends on what you're doing. That's, 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 that, that, that can be anything. It depends on what you want to do. Some people might just want to reverb on the snare. That's it. Because yeah, that's and what they, they want for their record. Reverb on the snare or how to adjust the tail time or, or what if, if, if that's you know, what that they want. If that's what they want. And then what do they do when they don't know how to do it? They reach out to us. Well, yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Is that is that? saying that's a problem if you're sharing his his kids, though. They shouldn't be sharing his kids at all. That's that's, 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 I I didn't want to even really go down that. I just I'm just that's something else. That's a whole nother yeah yeah. whole nother show. That can of worms. Well, (laughs) but as sound designers, it's up to us sometimes to kind of take some of that that work out for these people because some of these people just want to move. They just right. want to, like, exactly. like Simp said, you know, he just wants to get the feel down. You know what I mean? Well, sometimes, you know, you might want to get the feel down and these guys might yeah. not have the education or whatever to, to do more with that. So it's like, let's help them get to where they want yeah. to be as best as possible. Well, I know? think for me, for yeah. me, it goes me back to what. go through this all the time because yeah. we, M. Simp would always ask me the, the following question. He would be like, hey, would you buy this? Right. Yeah. And, I, and I would tell him no. Yeah. And he's like, why? I'm like, because I know how to design that. Yeah. Like, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't buy that because I know what it took to make that. So I can yeah. make it myself. I wouldn't spend money on something that I know how to make. Mm-hmm. And a lot, a lot of times, you know, I get dudes hitting me up and they're like, hey, how'd you get your drums to sound like that? I have the exact sound pack. Like, it doesn't sound like the way that it does in the demo that you put up. Yeah. Like, like how, why don't your drums sound that way? Yeah. And I'm just like, well, because I used the raw drum sounds, but then I doctored it up to sound the way that I wanted it to sound. Yeah. And dudes are like, yeah, I, I don't know how to get that. I was like, well, you hear that snare drum? All I did was add this. Yeah. And then, well, see, know, well, now you're talking about producing. Now we're talking about something. something. Yeah, but I, 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 am, I am a firm believer that in order <laughs> to be a good producer, you have to be a good designer. No, but what why. they're asking you is, is deeper than just the design of the sound. They want to know how you got your beat to move or to sound like no, that, to no, feel no. like that. All of that is production. <laughs> That's Now you're talking about production. Nah, it's not know, just because... at the kick. It's not just the kick and the snares knocking. They want to know how you got it to move like that. And now you're talking about production. And that's where the thin line... Then, but then I answer, what... <laughs> I answer with a design a design answer. I'm like, well, what I did in order to get my kick and snare to move like that, right. I, I, you know, I EQ'd the kick this way, EQ'd the snare this way, tuned yeah. them so that both on a certain note, right. sent them to a bus, put compression on the bus, uh-huh. excited it, side-chained the bass down to the kick drum so that the bass moves this way, so you know, so it's a whole design aesthetic. Yeah, that's a part of your production too. No, no, no. Yeah. That is a part of that's that's the big picture, and that's the thing. Yeah, I think the big picture is what a lot of people are not getting because yeah. sound design 
it's in every aspect of music production when it oh, comes absolutely. to the initial absolutely. sound, the kick drum to the mix. Yeah. Sound design is involved in the whole process, even to the master, what EQ you're going to use because it makes you feel a certain way. Yeah. And I think giving people the quick fix is, is, is a temporary solution, but at the end of the day, it's like, look, we want to teach you the big picture. Yeah. Yeah. No I feel you, but you know, I, yeah, I look at it like for some people, they just want to, they just want to eat a good steak. They necessarily may not want to know how to cook the steak. You know what I'm saying? They just want, they just want to enjoy the steak. And we're not going to get on, we're not going to get on cooking steak, Flux. That's a whole nother, because we know that you do not cook your steaks. Man, but, look, if you're sticking <laughs> plates wrong, I just had but, to get that out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but you know, oh, like some. Steaks, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, but you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, 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 you know, some people just want to enjoy that thing. Or, like, what, what Still was saying earlier, you go through, you hear a sound, and it inspires you, you want to lay it down. So, for me, that's why I like kits, and that's why I like good samples, because I can just get my ideas down. I never create sounds when I'm producing or when I'm making, when I'm creating. Yeah. I only, like when Stoney said, she's at the cafe, she's not making music, she's making sounds. When I'm making sounds, I'm in a totally different, you know, mindset. I'm not in a, I'm making a beat, oh, here's a kick, let me design a kick for the beat. I'm a, If I'm making a kick, it's just because I'm messing around doing something weird and maybe I mess with the filter and turn the resonance up and mess with the envelope and I'm like, oh, that sounds kind of dope. Let me let me make that percussive and now I got a kick, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. the, the overall theme that I get from everybody is, for people who want to do it, is to just do it and not overthink it. Like, there, there's no rules and I think that's the thing like a lot of people feel like there's rules they have to follow right well, like, well what, M. If I wanna... M. what M. Simp said is true the rule there are certain things that don't change like the frequencies don't change the way you're recording this thing but certain things don't I, change the foundation uh, uh, envelope yeah, envelope that's right you but if, if like I want to use if I want to use a trash can right? if I want to bang on a trash can to make a kit I can do that a lot of people feel like they right. can't do that because it's not a kick drum. And like, you know, Sean and everybody else here said, they like, you know, capture capture yeah. sounds and yeah. turn it into whatever you want. And and I mean, it is, you know, you understand that your kick is going to have a lower frequency, but that don't mean you can't capture something that's not necessarily a kick drum and turn it into that. And I think a lot of times people get scared. A lot of times people get scared off from not knowing where to start because they feel like it has to be so perfect. And I think everybody kind of touched on that in their own way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think you hit it right there. Like, I think what just the questions that still people were asking you, let's say I want to do what you did. And I say, well, how did you get that sound? And you tell me exactly what you did. If I did it, it's still not going to sound the way you did it. Yeah, because yeah, you don't have my ears. Yep. Right. That's the thing. What I think what we could do is boil down this, boil this down to if you want to get into sound design, you first have to trust yourself. So if you yeah. like something, that's it right there. You don't need to exactly. get from anybody. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. That's it. It's going to make whatever mm. kit you make different. And exactly. that's pretty much it. So if you can trust yourself, that's the biggest step. And then you're going to want to look at ADSRs and everything else because you're like, okay, now that I I like what I do, now I'm going to want to be better. Yeah. You made an important, you made hey, an important so, yeah. thing listen, that listen, trust yourself. Hey, you're right. So listen to what he said. He said, yep. so you don't need validation from anybody. So now let's look at everybody taking Flux's kits and putting those out online. That's an insecurity. Of course. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's complete insecurity. 
That's laziness. That's laziness too. Shit. That's a, that's a great point. I'm not saying yeah. I'll hunt you down and find you, but I know people. <laughs> that's what's up, yo. Hey, so I, I agree. Like, there are no rules. Like, there are some yeah. foundational things that, right? You know, kind of like what Flux is saying. Like, phase is phase. It's not gonna exactly, change. exactly. Right, you know I mean? right. But when it yeah. comes to like Joe, like you want to hit a trash can, yeah, and you take that back and go edit it further in your software, yeah. That's fine. And I think people get stuck on that, man. They feel like it has to be a certain way. And wow. so a lot of times people won't start because they feel like, well, I don't know where to start. And, or, you know, well, everybody well, here. Well, here's wait, the other thing, Joe. Here's the other thing, too, Joe. Okay, we can speak like M. M- Simp has his way. Daniel mm-hmm. has his way. Ken has his way. I have my way of doing things. There are books out there, guys. Read yeah. a book. Like, read up on frequencies. I mean, the information is there. Sometimes you go to YouTube, you can get confused by you can get you can get confused by so many different answers, and you know, there's so many different ways to approach one thing, right? Yeah. But the fundamental of uh, fundamentals of recording and frequencies and read a book. There are books out there, guys. Like we can post information on Facebook groups and and tons of information. I mean, but the books, when I say the book, meaning when you're sitting there and you're reading a book, you're, kind of, you're really focused. Whereas when you're on YouTube and you're watching something, you're skimming through it and you're pausing right. it and you're just jumping from video to video to video, you lose focus. Yeah. You have to have some laser focus when you don't know something. You have to uh-huh. focus on it, master something, and then go to, you know what I mean? Like you can't take bits and pieces. Yeah. You got to stay on something for a while. Yeah. Get a rhythm. Trust yourself because you have to, Give yourself the information properly. So, right. well, what do you tell the producers, Tony? That that because I can't get what I what I want to hear in my head out from NPC. Right. I now go to machine, and now machine is not doing it for me. Their updates aren't as good as they need to be. Now I gotta go check out Ableton Push. Like, right. is the problem now our equipment, or is it what you're saying? The, fact, the, pro- the problem. The problem. The problem is everybody's looking at the lights. Everybody's looking at all these different softwares. They all do the mm-hmm. same thing. They all fundamentally have yeah. all the same. Preach, girl. <laughs> I'm just saying, you can get Ableton, you can get Machine, you can get the MP. If you awesome. put trash, if you put trash in it, trash is what's going to come out of it. So <laughs> let me just say this: the, the funny Will thing you? That the power users, the power users of us that are actually complaining about problems of machine or problems at NPC or whatever. It's not stopping us from what we're making. Okay. We're right. just, we're irritated about like things that we know could be better or do things yeah. differently, but we don't let it stop us. Like don't get Ken, that. Ken is irritated. Anybody. Yeah, Ken. Hey, yeah. we don't go around throwing machines in garbage cans. Hold on. Yeah. Yeah. Pause, yeah. Pause, pause, pause. <laughs> yeah. No, for real. Hey, That's dope. That's at dope. At the end of the day. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, you got it. Close it up here. Yo. At the end of the day, I think you, it's a creative process. Exactly. It's a creative process. We live in a new age of producers. Yep. So yeah. I'm not saying that you need to know how to do everything that we're talking about, but just be curious about it because it's exactly. going to better prepare you. You yeah. know, if you need to edit a sound or do something to it, that's going to make it fit better in the bigger picture. Right. That's, that's great. You want to do that. Exactly. And the, la- the last thing I'm going to say is start from where you are. Right. Yeah. Like M. Simp, like M. Simp said, if you have a machine, get that sound out of that machine because you can. You don't need yeah. to get the push. You don't need to go get Pro Tools and Cubase and 
bit wig. Just start from where you are. Just start right. from what you have. But it doesn't yeah. hurt to have all of them. That's just <laughs> most of it. Most of <laughs> probably started with one piece of gear for a long, long just, time. Just, Matt, yeah. just start from where you are. You don't need Definitely. 10 pieces to make something happen. Yeah, hey, and that's cool. The, the, but back to the conversation of like the mobile, like I know you guys have seen um, any from the business, right? Yeah. Oh, he kills it. Grammy nominated producer, plaques, whole nine, scaled back. And now he's just working mobile from what I can tell. And it's killing it. Killing yeah. it. Absolutely killing it. But like, like what you're saying, Stoney, is nothing has changed. ASR is still the same on that mobile platform. Yeah. Nothing has yeah. changed. So it's yeah. not it's not the tools at all. It's not the tools. Yeah. It's work, the workflow is the issue, and for, with with the tools, and that's a you know that's kind of another issue. But I feel like again, when it comes to the topic of this talk, is like well, tips on creating drum sounds. Yeah. I'm sorry, but like if if I'm gonna give you tips, it's like yo, learn the foundation of how yeah. something moves. The yeah. envelope. Learn how, you know, learn how to filter something, learn how to use an EQ, because when you start asking questions like, well, how did you get your sound to sound so bassy? Well, now that you mentioned bassy, let's talk about EQ. Yeah. You know, so learn how to use the basic EQ. It doesn't have to be like a 17 band. Just use three band EQ. And let me teach you how to use that. Hey, yo, I put, you got like seven compressors on a snare sound, (laughs) but all you need is one. In yeah. order to get it, because you're squashing the life out of it with 17, you yeah. know it's just. Yeah, let's take let's take it a, st- a step deeper than that. Before they can get to the EQ part, what is an EQ? Getting no, those that's, bo- that's getting those books, guys. Yeah. It's in the yeah, books. Would, yeah, well, to <laughs> me, you know, we all know that EQ is a series of filters put in. You know, it, we we know that. No, no, you know that. Everybody else no, doesn't I'm know that. We know that, but we right. have to. We have to explain that, and they have to be, they have to take the time to want to know those things. And here's, here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. Guys, whoever's listening out there, invest in yourself. Invest yeah. in yourself. Yeah. Come to Peer of Mind. No plug. I'm not trying to be funny. Yeah. I'm not trying to be funny, but come to Peer of Mind. They have mentors there. Not just oh me, God. but there are, other, there are other mentors that are there that will sit down with you and actually walk you slowly through this stuff you have to invest in yourself and yeah. go in a store take well, i mean all the money that yeah. you take to go get those jordans go get yourself a book on frequencies and eqing and recording techniques and just if you don't understand the language in the books get somebody that make friends with people who are smarter than you that know this stuff become an intern add value yeah you know yeah. just don't ask random questions be invested in yourself. So whether that's taking money and buying and time to sit with an engineer and saying, Hey man, can I spend a couple of hours understanding what this is? You have to invest in yourself. Just yeah. asking random questions. is not enough. You have yeah. to have time with people who know what's going on. But it's important to remember though, you know, back to Sean's point, like everything is fair game. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, there's no one way to skin a cat. Everything is fair game. You got to start somewhere, but then when you start, you need to have some information behind you to continue to progress. Yeah. Also, VSTs are not the end all be all right. to create really awesome sounding stuff. A lot of us have stock plugins in whatever tool of choice that we use that can do the job to create awesome sounds. Yep. You know, a lot of people will be like, yo, 
yo, what plugins you use to get that yeah. sound? I'm like, yeah, bro, built-in doll stuff is really yeah. good. And I think, I'm like, bro, just, and, and, just the stock stuff in Ableton, like oh sometimes I'm amazed at how this stuff sounds. Yeah. You know, the and stock that, stuff in Studio One, I'm like, yo, this red yes. light is really, really dope. Like yeah. this is, you know, just like, so I always tell people, look, first of all, just learn whatever, again, it goes back to learn to that, learn that one tool that you have. Right. Because you could probably do most of your work with it. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think and everybody then, here also, also pick something that that speaks to you also. So you have people who, like Simp says, they'll run out and go get Ableton or run out and get machine because they've seen their friend with it. But if you sit in front of your DAW or your production, you know, drum machine, whatever you have, and it doesn't quite speak to you, you know, I say explore what's out there until the, you know you're working with something that you're comfortable working in, something that when you look at it. You go, oh, okay, I kind of get this. I yeah. I understand the, the structure of this and the flow of this. Some DAWs speak to people differently than others. You know what I mean? Yeah, like I, I can't I can't even understand FL Studio. And I know right. it's like the most I know it's the most simple. Like I know a lot of people say that yours the easiest joint to make beats on, but the interface just doesn't speak to me. Right. But as right. soon as I saw Ableton, I was like, oh, I get this right away. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I think it's so important. Like, I think a great question for, like, TDS. Like, I've seen your videos, and I know you're all about keeping it old school, right? Yeah. Like, why is that? Why Why do you choose that approach? It's fun. That's it. I, I use software a lot. I just don't speak about it a lot. But for me, I I just, I like to use tactile things. Yep. Well, at the end of the day, it's just fun. I don't, I yeah. don't, I don't ride or die for any, anything, really, but... See, that's a, that's a good point too, man. Like you do it because it's fun. And yeah. you know, I know so many dudes that make music out here just to make money. It's not even fun anymore. They're just trying well, to they already them. lost. Yeah, they already yeah. lost. So I'm just like, you yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a, that's a whole other other. point. Like you gotta use what speaks to you. Like that stuff's yeah. right. Damn, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if you yeah. if you like the old school, I mean, I don't say I don't know if y'all seen my Twitter. I posted an eBay photo of um what an SP twelve hundred is going for right now? God. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, there's there's diehard cats that swear up and down by it because it works. For them. You know what I mean? I'm not one yeah. of those guys, but it works. Yeah, for I, 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 I don't know, man. Like, I, I wouldn't buy one now. That's for sure. Yeah. And I don't see, to be honest, I don't see the big deal about it. I'm not even gonna speak on it because if I do, it'll be another hour show. <laughs> <laughs> be a lot of that. I think it all boils down to that. Well. It's the same issue, I think, that happens with hardware that happens in software. It's, yeah. you got this, you know, machine MPC battle going on when they're both, I mean, to me, they're identical. Or if I look yeah. at it just like it is the same, you know, they're all the same. But you have people, it's just, I don't know how to call it, it's just fanboyism. Yeah. 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 If you're going to, if you're going to get into something. So funny when you see dudes that don't grow out of that mindset, that fanboy mindset of like Sega versus Nintendo. Yeah. I'm that old. Um, yeah. <laughs> but man, look, the, the, the last thing I would say about this is just don't let equipment stop you. Um, if right. you're curious, you can do so much with so little these days. I mean, one of yeah. the favorite <laughs> that I ever made was I just took some drums and I covered them all in tin foil to turn everything into a snare drum basically like yeah. and it, it sounds awesome and the other thing is that like when i make kits i try to make sure that everything has a cohesive sound 
And like that was one way that I made everything kind of have this cool cohesive sound. Is like everything had this kind of this rattle to it that all kind of yeah. worked together. You know what I mean? Like when you're making kits, if you're making drums, to me, like the sound should fit together. They shouldn't be so polar opposite. You know what I mean? Like right. unless that's really what you're going for. But realistically, when I make a kit, like I try to I try to have a theme. I try to have something that I'm I'm going for with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, I think everybody kind of touched on it, man. It's it's definitely learning what it is you're trying to do, but just get started. Just do it. Just be creative. And like TDS said, man, have fun. And like Stoney said, experiment. Like everybody kind of touched on the same stuff in their own way. At the end of the day, it's about experimenting, learning, you know, because as you experiment, that's when you learn stuff, right? And so, you know, you experiment, you learn stuff, but you just get started and and don't feel like there's a gate or there's a certain thing that you have to be before you can make your own drum, make your own sounds. It's like if I want to clap, okay, that's my own clap. I just recorded a clap into my sampler. That's my clap. Like, I think a lot of times people are just scared to to even go that route or get started because they feel like they have to be at some certain level before they can do that. And it's just like, well, just just experiment marketing of drum kits are are approached as yo this is a celebrity drum kit so it's yeah. superior to mm-hmm. your drum mm-hmm. yeah that stuff and i cool. yeah and i'm not even talking about people who are trying to make kits to sell i'm just talking about people who are saying i want to get something unique i want to come up with my own types of sounds well, of course you i'm know. just saying that it's yeah. marketed in the reason right. why people feel that way definitely because a lot of the kits that they buy have a important person's name yeah. on it. Gotcha. <laughs> right. so they, they're they're yeah. made to feel. They're made to feel like, oh, I can't do this yeah. because I have his level. Exactly. One thing, really, one thing that's really important to us at MSX Audio is to be very approachable dudes. Be people yeah. that will meet you where you are, and yeah. just let you know, like, yo, you can do this too. A lot yeah. of the people that buy our kits are people that have started to experiment in sound design. Yeah, and they hear our kits and they're inspired by it. Yeah, you know they're, they're like, "Man, how'd you do this?" And when they go to our channel, they see like they see us working on the content and they start yeah. to ask questions. Yep. So that's something that is really important. I think, Joe, it's really important that you said, "Yo, just have fun and start doing stuff, no matter who you Definitely. are." Definitely, that's it. Dope, man. Hey, I appreciate everybody for taking the time out. Man, it was exactly what i expected man super fun super dope lots of lots of info and like we said when you're talking about learning everybody here drops knowledge all over the place you know what i'm saying and you was talking about using stock stuff sean just did a video on using a stock compressor in cubase like he just he literally just did that like the other day ago like you know so it's just like you know everybody is always dropping knowledge the knowledge is there if you want to learn um before we get out of here i want to anybody got you know what you guys got going on we'll start with steel you got anything going on that you want the people to know about? Oh, so you see this on my head right now? Yeah. So we got, we got these uh, nice hats from Ebbets Field. Yeah. Uh, flannels. We got them on sale on the website. Also, we just put out retro drums. Uh, Mike, it was today or last night we put it out? Uh, Kind of late last night, early today. Kind of late. So basically today we put that out. Uh, yeah. We have yeah. lo-fi melodics that just came out. Uh, St. Joe did a review on it. It's pretty awesome. Those yeah. are not, those are not, those are stupid. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we got a lot of things uh, coming up and, uh, yeah, just really excited to be sharing a lot of new content with everybody. Dope, dope. Stony, what you got going oh, on? Oh man, you know, please just follow me on YouTube. Um, go to my website, stonysworld.com and, um, you know, just subscribe, subscribe to my YouTube page and 
follow me on Twitter and just stay in touch with me. I have a whole bunch of new stuff coming, new music being released. And um, man, yeah, it's just, just follow me and go to my website, you know, stoniesworld.com and uh, Stoney's music pretty much across the board. Dope, dope. Sean, what you got going on, man? Uh, y'all can find me at seandevine.com. I've also got a drum kit called the Niche Drum Kit that's on the website. I booked some sessions down in Atlanta to record just a lot of unique sources for that kit. So check that out. And then uh, I've got a um, uh, a soundbank for Serum called Urban Dreamscapes. Yeah. That out and you well. and you just didn't you just you just dropped the course, didn't you? On your site? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Divine mixing <laughs> if you're interested in uh, mixing. <laughs> I just put that up and yeah. uh, you can follow me on youtube.com as well for, you know, free mixing tutorials, all that kind of stuff. Dope, dope. TDS, what you got going on, bro? Uh, just uh, the daydreamsound.com, YouTube and Facebook. I'm putting together a concert for this summer where it's going to be plant music and that's it. It's kind of like a recital for me, so it's going to be fun. It's about okay. Dope, dope, dope. And Flux, what you got going on, bro? Oh man. Um <laughs> what did I just do? <laughs> <laughs> this guy out here with the plug. With the yeah. this. <laughs> yeah. Dope, dope. Hey. This thing right here is um what's what's I've been working on for a little bit now. Um I don't know how to get back to the window that I was in though. <laughs> Perfect. Um, no, uh oh stop share. There it is. So yeah, um eight bit dipped. That should be out. Really, all I'm doing right now is just collecting audio demos for it. Um, gotcha. Because after I work on a kit for a while, I tend to get a little bit burned out, and I like to hear what other people make with it. So I sent it out to a couple of people, and uh, yeah. when I get some audio demos back, I'll, I'll post that up. Um, Instagram. I want to up my Instagram followers. My YouTube yeah. channel's doing well, but I'd like to up Instagram. So if you follow me at Flux302, that would be appreciated, you know. Other well, than if you if you retweeted me on Instagram, you know your followers, player. I'm just so saying. Hard to, <laughs> it's so hard to retweet in Instagram. Like, why do I have to open up a separate separate? App? I know that's just. I mean, that, but but if you want to get followers, you know, you have to support other people. I, I need to, and then they know. see you. They see you retweet me, and then they go, who's that retweeting her? And yeah. then I go and follow you. Sony's video today was crazy, though. On Instagram, I. Y'all definitely need to follow her. She's got some definitely. really cool content. Thank yeah. you, Sean. Yeah. I appreciate you, stuff, And she's always, like, out in interesting places. And, yeah, so definitely follow Stoney. Dope, dope. You know. Sam, what you I mean, got going then follow, on, bro? Please follow Ken. I mean, look at those yeah. eyes. Take the glasses off. Let them see those eyes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. You see yeah. me give girls time. I'm going to do that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Sam, Sam, what you got going on, bro? Man, I think still pretty much covered it, man. We're just going to keep it moving. MSXAudio.com. Yeah. Got a lot of new got stuff. Dude, I got to get that vinyl. I need that vinyl dude, in dude. my life. Man, yeah. y'all need to hit your boy, man. Yeah. What's up? That's Yo, what's D, up. what up, man? Yeah. Hey, no, I'm laying glad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, dope, dope, yeah. So y'all and y'all know, man. Y'all just follow me, Sounds and Gear. You can get to everything that I got going. I got a lot of stuff that we working on. I mean, this show is definitely one of them, but definitely got some other stuff coming. So just stay tuned. Always come through, support the shop. Shop.soundsandgear.com. Watch the videos. Instagram, follow me there. 
And you know, like I said, I got a lot of stuff coming with a lot of people that you see here on this on this show as well. So um, we just working, man. We working behind the scenes and, and trying to just bring stuff that really helps the community and just, you know, pushes things forward and help people be creative. So uh, we appreciate y'all coming through. Make sure y'all subscribe to everybody here. Follow everybody here. If y'all got questions, let us know. And make sure you come through the group on Facebook and join the Learn Your Gear group. And ask us questions, you know, get questions answered on the show and things like that. And uh, with that, we'll see y'all later. Peace. Peace.